you are looking to eliminate or at least substantially reduce the capital gains tax that is coming to you this year, maybe into next year, this is going to be the episode for you. I've been talking about a strategy that does just that. It will give you the ability to potentially remove the entire capital gains if you follow the rules. So let's jump in and figure out exactly what I'm talking about because you're going to like this one. Hey friend, welcome to the Small Business Finance Podcast. Do you want confidence and clarity with your business finances? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for tax deductions, how to track your business finances, or for QuickBooks tips? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals, but you end up feeling confused and frustrated because accounting and tax is really foreign? Hi, I'm Tiffany. I've heard this so many times from clients who used to feel this way. They felt overwhelmed about what to do with their numbers and wish that they could stop the financial madness. They want a clarity and the ability to grasp the financial basics, know who to call, when they had a question and to stop worrying about owing money to the IRS, but they thought they weren't good with numbers and the overwhelm kept them stuck without any solid financial plan until they realized that business systems are the ticket to gaining financial confidence. In this podcast, you will learn step-by-step systems, easy to understand financial tips and mindset transformation so that you will gain financial confidence as an entrepreneur. Dust off your spreadsheet, warm up your coffee, and let's get going. clients come to me with regularity and even prospective clients come to me and they are getting ready to sell their business or they have some sort of something that is creating a big capital gains for them. Usually it's a business sale, but it can be other things. It can be a property and investment, etc. There's just a lot of different things that create capital gains. By the way, let's jump into what capital gains is before we get too headlong in this. So capital gains is a tax on investments that you have held for more than one year. So there is short-term capital gains. There are long-term capital gains. I'm specifically talking about long-term when I'm talking about more than one year, because on long-term capital gains, you're paying anywhere between 0, 15, and 20. Those are the three different levels of tax rates for capital gains tax. Short-term capital gains are taxed at your ordinary income tax rate. What does that mean? That means that whatever tax bracket you're in, whether it's you know 20 or 37 or whatever, anywhere in between, then that short-term capital gain will be taxed at that rate. So on long-term capital gains, when you have an investment, a property, I've got a client right now that he's selling a ranch in Texas and he's going to have capital gains on it. So that's a perfect example. Or another client who is selling their business right now and he's concerned about capital gains. It's those types of things where you have held something for longer than a year and you're selling it and then you're going to have taxes associated with it that are capital gains taxes. So in that instance, people come to me and they want to know exactly what can they do to reduce their taxes. And when it comes to capital gains, there are definitely strategies that can be done. This is probably one of those that works honestly the best in a lot of ways, but it's, I, I feel like it's an underutilized strategy. And so I want to talk about it and explain exactly how you do it. There are specific things that have to be done in order to comply and meet the rules to either substantially reduce or eliminate altogether the capital gains that you face. Now, like everything, I always put this disclaimer out there where you really have to make sure you're following the rules. This is no different. We don't just pull things out of thin air to reduce our taxes and hope for the best and that we never get audited and things like that, especially on things like opportunity zones and 
you know, 1031 exchanges and cost segregation, some of these more advanced strategies, really all of them, but especially those, you really have to mind your P's and Q's and make sure you're doing it the right way. So let's talk through what an opportunity zone is first. And then we can talk about exactly what needs to be done to follow these rules and the benefits and all the things. So an opportunity zone, basically, here's kind of the, the very sterile definition, if you will. It is opportunity zone offers tax benefits for investors who invest their unrealized capital gains in undercapitalized communities. What is an undercapitalized community? So basically what happens is there are lists out there, or I guess you would call it a list where the IRS, so you can go on the IRS website, you can go on the U.S. Census offers U.S. Census Opportunity Zone list as well on their the U.S. Census website, and then sometimes on state and like various municipal can't even say that municipalities will also have lists of opportunity zones. So you can get a list of these in a variety of different areas, but basically they're areas that are very much suppressed. They have really struggled from an economic perspective. They are lower income areas. People are not moving to these areas to generate the money and the flow that needs to happen to create a thriving economy. So these are very much suppressed economies that the government is looking to give incentives to taxpayers so that they can put money into those communities and get them out of this suppression and into a more thriving environment. That's probably the best way that I can explain it. And so basically what happens is that they give you the ability to invest your money into these areas. And then your return on that investment essentially is no taxes. And so if you think about it as an investment, then it's kind of interesting because then you get this ROI of, you know, if you're looking at this, most likely you're getting the 20% tax capital gains tax rate on your investment. So you're basically getting that 20% over the course of the years that are required for you to have this into the investment. I wanted to take a minute really quick to let you know that the Tax Savings Institute is live. It is officially out there in the world and ready for you to learn all the things that I use to help my clients reduce their taxes and help them save big when it comes to not only federal, which, you know, that's savings enough, but from a state perspective too. And so I am putting this out there because really I feel like this should be something that you have access to. Unfortunately, getting the information and understanding how to reduce your taxes. It's just, there's not a lot of information out there. If you've ever gone to try to do a Google search on how to reduce your taxes and what you can do to actually keep more of your money, if you've done that, and I'm guessing you have, you haven't come up with a whole lot. And so I re am releasing the Tax Savings Institute simply because it should be easier than it is. It should be something that you should be able to reduce your taxes with relative ease. You just need to know what to do and how to do it. And so I'm putting this out there at a really reasonable price. It's honestly so cheap that I've been told that I'm crazy for offering it at this low of a price. And not only that, um, I'm also including 
bi-monthly Zoom calls with yours truly to where you can ask the questions that you have. If there is something that you're not sure about, maybe you've gone through some of the material and you think that something applies to you and you just don't know if it really does, or in your particular situation, you have a question that you need help with. You're going to get my help for nothing right now. It's actually free. It's going to be a part of this. Later, uh, there will be a fee associated with having that Zoom call. So jump in and get these founders options, these founders uh, incentives so that you can come in and reduce your taxes now while you still have time. So what exactly takes place? How does this work? So basically the strategy, the opportunity zone strategy allows investors to defer their tax on capital gains until the fund is sold or until December 31st, 2026. So that's one thing. The second thing is, is that it allows you to receive a step up in basis for investments held in the opportunity zone for five to seven years. What does that mean? What is a step up in basis? Okay. When you buy your investment, um, like let's just say on the, the example of the ranch, for example, they bought the ranch for a million dollars. I don't know exactly if that was the number, but let's just say a million dollars. And then they sell it in the future. They get $2 million. So they have a $1 million capital gain that they're facing Instead of taking that money, they invest into an opportunity zone. Then at that point, then they keep it in there for five to seven years. And when they bring it out, now their basis, what it used to be a million because that's what they bought it for, right? Now it's 2 million because they kept it in there for that long. So they've eliminated a significant amount of capital gains, potentially all, maybe, maybe all or darn near all of it, right? And so that's huge because if you can get a step up in basis on your investment, then it significantly reduces the amount of tax because essentially what happens on the capital gains tax is you're paying tax on the arbitrage, the difference between what you bought it for, that basis, and what you sold it for. So the difference in that is your gain, and that gain is taxed at capital gains rates. So you can receive a step up in basement, base, basement. <laughs> basis if you keep your money in the investment for between five and seven years. And then lastly, you are eligible for an increase in basis equal to fair market value if the investment is held in the opportunity zone for at least 10 years. And then at that point, there are zero capital gains paid on that investment. So as you can see, it's pretty lucrative to consider that if you you know, sell your property or you sell your business or whatever that investment is, you get these large capital gains and then you're able to reinvest them into something that on the back end you have zero tax. That's pretty amazing. That's a significant reduction in tax. So what other type of requirements are there? Because like I mentioned, it's important to make sure that you are following the rules when we're doing any sort of tax planning, honestly, anything related to the tax and the government, whether it's preparing your tax return or whatever it is, just do it the right way. It's just going to be better in the end. So in order to qualify um, for the tax benefits through an opportunity zone credit, essentially the investment must be made in a properly designated opportunity zone. Second, requirement is that the initial capital capital investment must be invested in the asset within 180 days. So it has to be an official opportunity zone investment. It has to be something that is listed with the local government 
or with the U.S. Census or with the IRS on their list. It has to be an official opportunity zone. It can't just be an area that you really feel compelled to invest in because maybe it's near where you grew up in or in the city that you live. It may not be an opportunity zone. It may not be an official opportunity zone. If that's the case, then you can't you can't get this tax advantage by investing there. Now, you might want to still do that just because you're a really good person. That's great, but you're not going to get the tax benefits. You have to put the money in within 180 days. So in order to determine, like I said before, the designated opportunity zones, you want to go to the IRS Opportunity Zone website, the U.S. Census Opportunity Zones website, and then uh, as well as some state and local municipalities. Man, that's tripping me up today. Um, And then you can basically check with your state's economic development agency. And they will also be able to guide you in that area. There's a lot of them actually all over the United States. Um, it's pretty interesting to note that you know they are using this sort of strategy to try to to bring these economies back. I mean, if you pull up the website to see kind of where these different opportunity zones are, they're all over, you know. So it could even be that you find one that's in an area that is near and dear to your heart or you know, an area that you really like, you know, you want to, and maybe it's your passion project, or maybe you have some sort of a tie there and you want to give back. Um, it's very possible that there are those in the, in the area for sure. And then a couple of other requirements that you must comply with in order to get this uh, tax advantage. Um, you have to make sure that your investment is made through a qualified opportunity zone which is a corporation or partnership that is organized for the specific purpose of investing in qualified holds. At least 90% of its assets have to be in the opportunity zone. So it's actually a separate entity that you're investing in. So you're putting that money into either a corporation or a partnership, and it depends on the opportunity zone on how they actually have a structure. And then lastly, the investment must be used to purchase, construct, or substantially improve qualified opportunity zone property. So the investment must be held for at least 10 years to be eligible for full tax benefits. So in order to get everything that you can get the most, you know, juice out of the lemon, then you need to be invested in 10 years. Obviously, you want to make sure that you're substantiating your investment. So you're going to keep things like purchase documents, including contracts and agreements, just anything that you have that shows proof of, um, you know, the money that you made and then that transfer into this opportunity zone, any improvements in the property, such as renovations or new construction contracts, receipts, again, any kind of backup documentation that you would have for that. It's just, it's very similar to any other records you would keep for your taxes. And then you want to keep records of any income or losses resulting in the investment. So any rental income, any sales proceeds or other income that you would have. And then lastly, you want to retain any copies of documents related to the articles of incorporation or partnership agreement, as well as the funds investment. So it's literally like anything else you would do in business. You're going to keep all of those documentations to make sure that you have anything that you need uh, in case you are audited. So like I said, this is a really great strategy. If you have an investment that you've had for a while, maybe you bought something years ago and you've just been holding it and the market turned around and you're making a ton of money on it. And if you don't really need the money right now, then put it in an opportunity zone. It's really great 
um, option for you to make sure that you are reducing your taxes as much as possible. Same thing on a business. If you don't, if you don't need the money, then do something like this and you get a significant savings on your taxes, which, you know, everybody wants it. Anytime, anytime you have a situation like this where you're selling an investment or selling your business, you know, the very first thing you think is, oh my gosh, what am I, what kind of a tax am I going to have to pay on this? Like how much are they, how much money are they taking of mine? How much is this going to impact me? How much, how much money is going to stay in my bank account? So if you can reduce that, eliminate that altogether, then obviously that's what we're looking for. So I hope you've enjoyed this. This is definitely a more advanced strategy. You definitely want to work with someone. Um, if this is something you're interested in, do not try to go with this alone. Um, hire a professional that is able to help you with it. But I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And as always, be sure to leave me a five-star review if you can. It definitely helps get the word out to other people just like yourself that are looking to reduce their taxes. And with that, I have enjoyed it and we'll see you next time.